Hey, golfers, what's up? Welcome back to the podcast. Tim Connor here, golf coach, PGA member out of the Pacific Northwest, Washington more specifically. I come on here every week to talk about golf, golf instruction, golf improvement, and really I always want to distill it down to the things that really matter, the nuts and bolts of golf improvement and how to make long-term sustainable improvement. So over time, we can not only sustain our skills, but build on top of them. How many of you have plateaued? Think about that. Meaning that in the last couple of years, your handicap hasn't done anything up or down, or maybe it's trending the wrong direction. I think every golfer experiences that sometime in their life, how long it, it's going to come and go. But at the end of the day, we want to keep that that curve that trajectory on a slow upward basis so over time we consistently get better that doesn't mean it's going to get better every week but every week we're going to continually work towards better how about that white rider cup let's talk a little bit about that this was the first golf tournament in a while that i really dug into and watched i had a bunch of fun watching it I was super proud of how the Americans handled themselves as a team, composed themselves. And it was really nice to see the kind of the, the new young guard play so well and not have any of that, the old stale bad memories. I mean, Phil Mickelson for a long time, it seems like every Ryder Cup I'd watch, it was Phil, it was Tiger, it was some other players that's definitely supported that cast. But man, every, so many Ryder Cups ended in disappointment. And it just goes to show on the record over the years, the Europeans consistently tend to whip on the Americans pretty good. And there's a lot of different theories on that, but they seem to be much more cohesive as a team at the end of the day. Even if their world rankings aren't as good, they just tend to show up, mesh really well as a team, pull together and pull through. And this is the very first year that I really kind of seen that, at least it's recent memory, but seen that from the Americans. The Americans really seem to have that cohesiveness. The younger players, they kind of get each other, seem to respect each other, and were able to come together really, really well. It was fun. It was it was fun. Scheffler was an outstanding dark horse. DJ was consistently amazing. I have a lot of fun watching Justin Thomas play golf. I don't know, for me, of the younger players, he's really, he shows his, wears his emotions on his sleeve, but he always, he's got a nice blend between positive and he's positive, he's outgoing, but he's also really damn good. The guy's a shot maker, he's a shot shaper, and I do kind of like his golf swing. I like that it's a little more two-plane, it's a little steeper at the top of the golf swing, his hands are a little higher, but then he routes it back in beautifully and swings really wonderfully through the golf ball. Yeah, we could talk more about the Ryder Cup, but I just wanted to touch base on that. It was just, I was proud of how they handled themselves. It was fun to see us get a win, even as a, as a commanding of a win as it was, it was still entertaining to watch. And just watching all the guys come together, I thought was really the highlight for me. And watching different golf swings play good golf and navigate their way around the golf course. And I don't know, I, I had a lot of fun watching it, but let's talk about progress. Let's talk about kind of the long-term formula. I wanted to get you some thoughts on that because all too often we're trying to fix what's in front of us and we're not looking at the overarching idea of, hey, how are we going to really do this long-term? Like what are the the pillars that our, our game's going to stand on over time? And for me, it starts with, it's okay, so let's start with kind of the pillars of what's going to make a great player. And not every great player can compete at the highest levels, but we can all chase our version of great, whatever that means. For some of us, maybe that means breaking 100, others breaking 90, others breaking 80, others breaking 70. I'm not here to tell you what your goal should be, but I just want kind of want to distill down the pillars of what's important long 
term with this game of golf. So on the first pillar, I'm, I'm going to put this as probably label it as probably the, one of the most boring ones. But genuinely, you have to have a swing that is functional within the realm of a golf swing. You have to move somewhat like a golfer. You have to keep your arms relatively straight. You have to have a weight shift that moves through the ball. You have to be able to consistently hit the ground in front of the golf ball. I've done podcasts on this before, and I don't want to bog down too much on those kind of details today, but you cannot play the game at the highest level without having a functional golf swing. That's kind of a broad term and difficult to understand for many. Jim Furyk's golf swing is functional as well as Phil Mickelson's, as well as Justin Thomas's, as well as Dustin Johnson's. And don't look at the differences, look for the similarities. And the similarities are really when we get to about waist high in the downswing, the club and the club face start to look more similar. The body motions as a shell are definitely all similar. They all make a good turn coming back. They all make a good weight shift coming through. They all keep their arms relatively straight through the hitting area. And there are more similarities and differences, but a lot of people like to key in on the differences. So just know that we have to have a strong foundation on the golf swing side of things. And then long-term, we can develop that foundation and further it, but we need to be in the ballpark as far as that goes. Secondly, great players always have an understanding of the game, an understanding of how to make shots and how to create shots. Now, you won't see these great, great tour players. You won't see them shape every golf shot. Some days they're just playing one shot and that's okay. But if you're on the range with them and you ask them to hit a low, they could hit a low. You ask them to hit a high, they could hit a high. You ask them to curve it right, they could curve it right. You ask them to curve it left, they could curve it left. You kind of get it. They all have this understanding of how to shape shots, how to make shots, how to use their tools to create different shots, and how to feel where that ball is on their club face and how to feel what their club face is doing to make that ball do what it's doing as well as their swing path. So having a solid understanding of how to shape and make shots is very important as a foundational type of skill. Being able to understand how to work your way around the golf course. I think this is something that a lot of us can develop and tour players are just the most fantastic at as a whole. I definitely think there are some tour players that they just go out and play golf and some days they play well and works out well for them. And some days they don't. And some of it is a little bit, I don't want to call it luck, but they're just kind of out there going with the flow. But most tour players definitely are very thoughtful about the process and how they work their way around the golf course. They're trying to give themselves great angles into the greens. They're trying to give themselves high percentage chance into those greens. And then when they're on the greens, they're trying to leave themselves in the best possible spots to make putts. And the whole course management decision-making side of things is very, very important. They have a wonderful awareness for for their strengths and their weaknesses. And they're not going to hit a shot that they're not confident in. They're not going to play shots that they're not confident in into the greens when it really matters. They're going to play the shots that they trust They've put the time in so they understand and they're going to lean on their experiences to, to hit the shot that they, they're making. Another great pillar of, of high level players that we don't talk about enough is the mental strength, the mental side of things, the fortitude it takes to really compete, sustain and play the game at a high level. Some of us are going to float in and float out of good play. But consistently, great players are able to show up when it counts. And I think there's something to be said about ramping down and ramping up. You can't redline all the time. Nobody can redline or 
be at their peak performance all the time. So that's where having balance in your life is very, very important. Meaning you go play some rounds for fun, but then you also go play some competitive rounds and you find the right blend of how to ramp yourself up to play competitive rounds. That journey can be a little different for for different people. Other people prepare slightly differently to get ready to play their best. But a lot of these great players, they understand how to ramp themselves up to play great. And that means on Mondays, they're not grinding as hard as they're grinding on Sundays, they're working their way to that. And maybe there's weeks off in between and they just understand their process, their preparation. And I would just encourage you to sit down and reflect about what gets you ready to play your best golf, how you can go about preparing diligently and down ramping as well as up ramping into playing great golf. That basically means decompressing as well as getting ready and and adding tension to the game. To be able to redline, you have to be perform some downtime, some maintenance, and that's very important. So mental strength is definitely a pillar of these these fantastic players, of these people that are able to compete consistently. And then I would say, and the final thing I want to talk about, and and, and in addition to the mental strength component is, and this is something that I think is probably the hardest thing to chase consistently or to find consistently. I don't know anyone who's able to get there all the time. I think the greatest performers, they, they find ways to get there more often than not, but it's very difficult to get there all the time. And that's this intensely present feeling that it takes to play really great golf. When you're playing the very best rounds, you it's all, it can be almost an out-of-body experience where you're seeing the shot, you're intensely present on that shot, and you hit that shot and then you move on to the next. And then you hit that shot and you move on to the next. You're not thinking about what's next. You're not thinking about where you've been. It's just this intense presence and focus and all that culminates into really being able to play the game at the highest level. And that's why it's so hard to see People win consistently over the long term. And that's why Tiger Woods' resume is so important is he consistently showed up, played so very, very well over time. And there have been other great performers to do it as well. And we see players float in and float out of this. But being able to be intensely present when you're playing great golf or to play your best golf is, is I don't know, it's something that it doesn't get talked about enough. And I kind of enjoy having these little mindset talks or mindset thoughts. I think the mind is primary, but a lot of us, to allow the mind to be primary, we also have to invest in making sure the physical side is dialed in or dope, meaning that you have to have done the work on the physical side of things. Your swing needs to be in a place that's functional. You need to understand how to make shots. All of these things we've talked about today to really show up in that mind being and let that mind take over and play great golf. Well, today was kind of a fun one. It was a little bit of a different episode. We talked mindset. We talked pillars of, of what's important to be great. I think that irregard. Regardless of who you are, where you're at, or in your learning curve, all of these things are little buckets of items that you should be aware of and you can continue to refine over time. I'd like to see you all working towards better every single day. That doesn't mean you're going to get better tomorrow, but over time you're going to get better because you're putting the work in the right places. I appreciate you all for hanging out for another episode. Submit any questions, comments, stuff you want to talk about with me through email or socials. Forward to hearing from you. Doing a little bit of a Q&A podcast coming up. Appreciate you guys. Tell a friend about this podcast. Leave it a review. That is so helpful. We're just right at this tipping point right now where this podcast is about to be big. And I just want to reach more golfers, help more golfers. And I hope you feel that. Good luck on your golf journey. Keep working hard. I will catch you back here next time.